Hey gamers, this is Joe for What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 66 of the podcast that was originally recorded on April 15th of 2015. Some of the games I played for the week, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game Skull and Shackles, Bloodborne on the PS4, Heroes of the Storm on the PC, and then of course on International Tabletop Day, I played some Dark Seas. Also played some Story War Deluxe. Then I got into some Crossmaster Arena, and then I finished up this episode with Las Vegas. I also talked about a few of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and I will be your hostmaster for episode 66 of the podcast. I can be found through email at whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. You can do a search on Facebook for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. So we're going to jump into what games I played for the week. And it was a very busy week for me. Not only was I on call for work, it was International Tabletop Day this past Saturday. I got quite a bit of gaming in on Saturday, so we got quite a few things to talk about. So let's jump into it. On Sunday, though, we're going to start there with our Pathfinder adventure card game, Skull and Shackles Organized Play. Since I normally like to talk about Dice Masters and Pathfinder, which are pretty much my two recurring games for the week, and I missed Dice Masters last week, so that's why we're jumping right into Pathfinder. But my group of six adventurers that uh, we meet up with weekly, we were able to finish the Treacherous Waters adventure for organized play for the card game, and we were able to finish Scenario 3, which was going under, which was a fairly kind of easy, I hate to say, scenario. We were able to close several of the locations very quickly into the game. One of the things in this particular scenario, if your team members that you're playing with in your party hasn't finished the previous three scenarios within the third adventure set here, you actually, the, the, the villain actually gets a little stronger. Luckily, my group of six compatriots that we have that meet weekly are all pretty much are all up to date actually so we didn't have any sort of downfall in regards to that or have to basically jump through any more hurdles several of our first couple of people were able to close their locations probably within the first couple of turns i think it was so from there we pretty much just spread out we all started going through locations we found the actual villain pretty early on a lot of people had blessings in their decks we were able to temporarily close all the other locations and we probably knocked out this scenario faster than any other scenario that we've done recently and we probably had about half of the blessings left left to you know to go so we were all very happy with that because once we were done with the third set here everybody was actually able to add on their new power card which was one of the which was one of the items that you got for finishing that set and I basically went with since I'm playing the male elf sorcerer Valendron which I've actually mentioned before I actually went with the Windwalker as my power set that I'm going to be using going forward so I'm pretty happy right now with the way my character is turning out the one interesting thing we also got to do we also got to remove a bunch of the lower level cards from the box so a couple of us sat there while everybody was looking through their power cards to actually figure out figure out which route they were going to take and I will 
will say I play with a really great group of people because everybody seemed to be going with more of a support role so that they were much more usable within the group and everybody was just going to complement each other rather than trying to go something like a min-maxer type of deal for as little as you can min-max within this card game. But um, it was it was really nice to see that everybody was picking a lot of the support roles on as, as far as the card, their power card went. So after we were all set up with our powers, we pretty much got the fourth set box shuffled into the game and we started off on the Adventure Island of the Damned. We did the first one for a, a Tale of Two Alchemists. Now this one was a little trickier because you are dealing with two villains. So once you beat one villain, you have to set him aside and he doesn't run if you don't defeat him. But we were able to beat him right off the bat and then we had to basically find the second villain and that took a little bit longer. I think we were pretty much down to less than one more round of round of cards and we have a full table of six playing with us. We were finally able to get everybody into a position where we could temporarily close locations. We knew where the final villain was. We were able to finish that one and then get our rewards for that one as well. So everybody I think walked out of Sunday's game session very happy. I know a lot of us got a lot of good upgraded cards. Several of us were able to get some spell for cards. I think I took a new item three card. I, I think in the last game that we had played where we had started that fourth adventure set, that adventure path, I think everybody got a really good upgrade either from the third or fourth set. So everybody was really happy with that. Some of the other games I've been playing for the week. On the PS4, I've been playing some Bloodborne and that is one brutal game. I've been working on leveling up my character a little bit. One of the last things I actually did for the game was pretty much just go out and grind and actually just try to get my inventory filled with health potions and Molotov cocktails so I can knock out the first boss. I haven't been back to defeat him yet in the past couple of days because I've been so busy doing so many other things. So I will just be continuing on my adventure through Bloodborne. And if this is a game you have not yet started out on, supposedly it sounds like there's a patch coming out, hopefully before the end of the month, which is supposed to decrease some of the load times it takes after you die which actually is very nice because I believe it's around 30 to 45 seconds in between screens when, you know, when it's loading. And since you do die so much in Bloodborne, uh, it would be really nice if that time was cut down just a little bit. But sometimes, sometimes it's a little nice to have that little bit of downtime and actually be able to just try to get your bearings and just, you know, get the get the blood pressure down a little bit and just take a couple of deep breaths after dying and then start working on the game again. So I'm so far really enjoying the game. I think I pretty much have the whole first area pretty well mapped out. Like I said, I've just been farming lately, so we're just going to continue with that. And hopefully I have some more good news and, and some tales of some downed bosses here next week. My next game that I've been playing on the PC, we're going to jump over to Heroes of the Storm. I talked about this some last week. The only thing I pretty much did with Heroes of the Storm this past week is just go through some of the different daily kind of daily quests where if you win so many games or if you do a certain amount of things, you actually get some more kind of like in-game gold or whatever it is. That's pretty much about the only thing I've been doing with Heroes of the Storm. I really haven't been able to get into any real matches or anything yet. I just, with being on call this past week and then with Tabletop Day being on Saturday and then Sunday is my normal Pathfinder Day, I just haven't had a really an extensive amount of time to put into the game. But I've still been, you know, hitting it on and off every every now and then and just enjoying some of the daily stuff and, you know, getting into that some more. So let's jump into International Tabletop Day. This part of the podcast, I will probably be 
splitting up into two parts because I was down at my friendly local game store probably from, I'm thinking around 10.30 in the morning till probably around 9, 9.30 at night, and I played just a crap load of games. One of the first games I played upon entering the store was one of the games that was actually came in one of the kits for Tabletop Day, and that's Dark Seas. And what Dark Seas is, it's kind of like a tile placement game that you utilize dice as well that you use to move your ship along these ports that you have that are set in a circle and you're basically trying to access various plunder tiles that are then attached to the different ports. The game is basically won after 12 rounds are played and it's basically kind of based on victory points. So the way the game works is all players set up their initial tiles in the same fashion and the po- and the ports that you have have different colors to them and those colors actually match the colors that are on the dice. Your ports can basically be arranged in you can kind of say like a random color fashion. So no one circle of ports will probably look the same. So the first player will roll the dice and is allowed one reroll. The player can then use one of his plunder tiles and there's icons on the bottom that you can get and what they can do is they can spend one of those plunder tiles to get doubloons, a pirate that you can then place at a different location, or a treasure token, which you can accumulate for victory points at the end of the game. And that's, like I said, that's all based on the dice that are rolled. So if I wanted to get some doubloons and the doubloon color on the on the card was green and I had three green dice in front of me, I would able to, I would be able to get three doubloons. So that's kind of the way how that works. It's a fairly simple game to play. The player can then move his captain to one adjacent tile. In the center space, you actually get a reward if you move your pirate there. So sometimes we were just leaving our pirate there and getting the reward. I'm not too sure if that's 100% correct. I didn't read the rules. So I, I kind of want to go down to the store one time and maybe sit down and just glance through the rules and see if we're doing everything right. But we might have been doing a couple of things wrong because we were learning it on the fly. And then the next phase after you move your sh- captain is to move your ship. And the way ship movement works is it basically works on the color of the dice as well. So you can move your ship in a clockwise fashion around your ports. And then based on what colors you have out, your ship can only move to a port that matches a color on the die. Or you can move to a space or basically a port, if your captain is there. You really want to pay attention to what dice you roll and then put your captain in a position to where maybe he can fill in a color that isn't on the dice so your ship can move to more locations. Because at each location you can move to, you can interact with the port that's there and basically receive different types of rewards based on the plunder tiles that are attached to it. So once you're done moving your ship, you can place an empty tile next to a port, and that basically that's just like what I said. That's where you can get the different rewards from. That's pretty much your turn. So what you do is you then pick up the dice and hand them to the next person and make sure you don't change any of the dice or don't roll them because the first person that goes for that round, everybody has to use those dice until everybody has gone, and then basically the first turn marker moves to the person on the left, and then you go through this again basically for 12 rounds until a winner is declared. We played the game one time. I think it might have been played one other time. I really didn't see it played too too much else throughout the day. I thought it was an okay game. It's a little on the easier side. Like I said, I'm not too sure we were doing everything 100% correct because we were trying to learn it real quick. So I'm going to have to actually go through and reread through the rules myself and maybe get one more game in. I thought it was an okay game. It took us a little longer to play. We I think there were four of us playing, so it seemed like some people were taking longer to read their cards and it was just a little slower for us. So some people thought that there was a little too much downtime in between turns, but hopefully that'll actually become a little faster after playing it a couple of times learning the rules a little better. So the next game I actually played was Story War Deluxe. This was a really crazy card game. It basically has three decks of cards, and I guess it would be in a similar vein to probably Apples to Apples or probably like a Cards Against Humanity type thing. Each person is dealt three red character cards and two blue item cards. 
There's a third deck on the table, and that's basically a green deck, and it's the location cards. For the round, you have what we would call like a DM. They flip over their location card and kind of state where the next story will take place, and then the players in turn flip over their red character cards and proceed to come up with a story and just start talking about as to why his character best fits this location and how he can win a battle between all the other players. So during the story, the blue item cards are revealed to kind of enhance the stories that the characters are, you know, trying to convince the DM to give them the point for the round. The blue card basically is an item card the dm pretty much has a final say as who you know as far as in the round who the winner is and that person basically gets to keep their character card out in front of them everybody else discards their cards picks up a couple more cards and then play just continues normally i think you play until somebody has three character cards in front of them we actually change it to play till five but i actually think we stopped right before five because everybody wanted to play something else and we have been playing it for quite a while so it was a cool little game we had a pretty good group of people playing we were all having a good time with it nobody was getting mad at any of the decisions that were made and that's one thing that several of the guys that were actually teaching me how to play the game they were going that you know they said that this game can kind of get a little get a little tricky for people who think that they should have won the round when the you know the dm said that they didn't so it luckily I, I was playing it with a really great good group of guys and we had a lot of fun playing it so one of the other games that i then jumped into that i had been trying to avoid ever since i've seen this game played down at the local game store and a couple of people have been trying to get me to play it for quite a while and that's Crossmaster arena this kind of this is kind of like just like a crazy little chibi anime character game but i have to say i i was avoiding it for a reason because i knew i would like it and i had i thought it was a blast playing it we basically ba played a small two versus two match i was playing an archer and a healer i can't remember their names off the top of my head i may have a picture of my phone and maybe i'll try to post that to the site but basically i was playing an archer and a healer my archer got surrounded by a couple of um, like two or three yellow chicks then he just pretty much died a horrible quick death pretty much in one round i was stuck between a tree and just got surrounded and couldn't move and my healer couldn't get to him and it was just just a horrible death pretty much the game is similar i guess you know as you would say to any miniature figure combat game where each person kind of controls a team of fighters and basically you know you kind of see who's the last man standing the characters in this game i think are what kind of make the game so unique and entertaining i really enjoyed the combat in the game I, it was pretty easy it was really quick and easy to learn it's I, I i just really like the whole look of the game the guy that actually runs the game down at my store has one of the more intricate board layouts he has the full plastic layout that has a plastic clear center in the in the tile and he has like real plastic trees and all the gold coins and pretty much the whole set he's he is knee deep into crossmaster and it really likes the game so having him teach the game somebody that 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 likes it that much was it was really easy to then get into the game as well i have a feeling i'm going to be playing this and talking about this going forward especially because I'm interested in the Crossmaster Quest game, which I was reading about recently, which sounds like it'd be right up my alley for me and my wife to play. I think both of us would like that. And I showed her a couple of the figures I actually got from Tabletop Day. And when she saw them, she goes, yeah, that looks cool. She goes, I, th I think I would like to play that. So I had sent her pictures of the box before and told her this may be a game we get into. And I have a feeling once Quest comes out, it sounds like the Quest game is going to be more kind of quest related where you're going in for treasure and trying to accomplish different things rather than just a just a fight between two groups of characters i think her and i would probably like that game a lot more playing against each other definitely we'll be talking about this game going forward if you have not heard about it crossmaster arena i had actually seen quite a few people down there they were actually picking up um, one of my friends that i used to game with he actually picked up crossmaster junior for his kids as i was playing through the demo he said that they would like it so he grabbed it for his kids so all right the last game that i kind of played that we'll be talking about 
about today, on Tabletop Day at least, was a dice game called Las Vegas. I would say this is kind of like a very simple entry-level game, very easy to learn. It can be really nice fun with some light strategy. It's more of a filler game, you know, for an evening of gaming than something you're probably going to play, you know, all night long. Basically, each person has a handful of colored dice. There are six different locations that are placed on the table with money equaling up to 50000 you know, put next to each one. Each player rolls their dice, and then they put basically the numbered amount on one of the matching spaces. So if I roll, if I'm rolling like eight of my dice and I roll three threes, I can grab those threes and put them on the three card. And basically what you want to try to do is you're just trying to put your dice on the locations that have the highest dollar amount. If there's, there can actually be multiple dollar amounts on a location, because like I said, each location has to have at least 50,000 on it. And I think the the money starts around 20,000. So I think you got 20, 30, 40. So you can actually put down a 20 and 30 at some locations. It may even go down to 10. I can't remember. I don't, this is only my first time playing this game, but you can actually take multiple locations in a round because you're just going to keep rolling your dice when it comes to your turn. Just try to have your dice spread out as in as many places as possible, but you want to make sure that you have more than other people on a location if you really want to take it. If you, you know, if you want the highest amount. Now, the interesting thing here is if I, let's say I place like three of my threes, you know, down on, down on location. If somebody else puts, you know, three threes there, we basically knock each other out. So if one person puts one three there, they would actually be winning the round because the two threes are knocking, knocking each other out and they basically cancel each other out. So this is where the strategy comes in, in that you really need to watch and pay attention to what some of your opponents are doing, what they're rolling. There was one guy that was at our table that would continually each round go for the fives, and after about the first or second round, everybody was just letting him have the fives because he was rolling the fives, and he was winning it every time. So we just everybody just decided to kind of just get out of his way and just let him have his fives and just go with that route. So it's it's a cool little game. Like I said, it's a nice little, little filler game, very easy to pick up, something that's really family-friendly, and, and something you could just have a, have a pretty good time with. One of the other games that I ta- wanted to talk about real quick that I hadn't mentioned back when I was kind of going through some of the PC games that I played when I was doing Heroes of the Storm, I had gotten back into Elite Dangerous this past week, and I finally was watching a couple of videos on flying and was able to get past some more of the training scenarios. I'm in a training scenario right now. I can't remember what the name of it actually is, and I probably need to go watch another video and learn a few other tricks, but um, that game is, is a lot of fun. It has a little bit of a learning curve as far as flying goes. I'm actually watching some videos. One of the last videos I watched was trying to figure out how I really want to set the controls on the Xbox 360 controller that I'm using. Because I think the controls I'm currently using, I think there's a little bit better way that they can be tweaked. I've also been looking at a couple of different HOTAS controllers which are basically what you would see for flight simulator games. And I'm not too sure I'm going to go down that route yet, but um, we'll see if that happens anytime soon. So, all right, that was it for the games I played for the week. Some of the games I want to play now. This past week, I was able to pick up a couple of games on some really good sales. On Facebook, there were a lot of people that were talking about the Barnes & Noble sales. I actually picked up Elder Tor. So I'm very excited to sit down and play that. I was also able to get D&D, the Dungeons and Dragons game Legends of Drifts. Can't wait to get into that one. I have a feeling that will be my Saturday pick of the day. So get ready for me to be talking about that one. Don't know if I'll be giving a review on that because I'll probably just get maybe through play one through one playthrough on Saturday. But that is basically the next one that's definitely on my list to play. 
And then there is a Kickstarter. I don't talk too much about Kickstarter really ever. I've only backed a few things on Kickstarter, but there is a game being put out by Lone Shark Games. And the president of Lone Shark Games, I think it's, I don't know if he's president CEO, is Mike Selinker. He is the gentleman who was one of the creators for the Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. So his company, Lone Shark Games, is putting out Apocrypha, the adventure card game. It looks like it's going to be in similar vein to the Pathfinder game, but in a completely different setting. This will be a game that I will be backing here probably this evening. I'm really excited to see see how this game turns out. It looks like we're going to be waiting probably until next April to be able to play it, which really stinks. I'd really like to play this game now. So I guess I'm just going to have to throw my hat into the ring on this one and see how the see how it goes. It looks like the the game has been on Kickstarter for probably just over a day, I think. They've already surpassed their goal that they were going for, and hopefully we're going to get some very nice some very nice additional rewards uh, for for getting some hitting some night better dollar amounts for them. But um, if you're if you're into the Pathfinder Adventure card game and you aren't familiar with any of Mike Selinger's other work, definitely check out Kickstarter, check out Apocrypha, and let me know what you think about it. I'm definitely going to be keeping keeping an eye on this whole project that they have going on. Uh, like I said, I will be pledging my money to this one because it just looks really cool. So that's it. That was my week of gaming. That was the games I want to play now. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, send me some email. Let me know what you're playing now. Send the emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. You can always do a search on Facebook for me and just do the search for what I'm playing now on Google Plus. We're at plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. One of the other things I'm working on that hopefully will be coming up in the next month or so, I hope to be doing some possible video reviews of some old games that I have that I've had from when I was a kid. So these games could be probably upwards around 30 years old. So some of these games like Dark Tower and Stop Thief and everything, I think what we're going to do is possibly do some recordings of my wife and I playing a couple of these older board games and maybe throw that up on the YouTube channel. One of the other things I'm also currently working on is possibly getting some local designers, game designers, and maybe talking to them about some of the games they're designing. I've I've actually met a designer down at the store on Tabletop Day that I'm hopefully going to get on the podcast here shortly, possibly within the next three weeks. So be on the lookout for some interview podcasts as well as me just talking about some of the games I'm playing now. So as always, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Don't forget to give me some ratings on iTunes. Wouldn't mind seeing a few things out there. But as always, go play some games, have some fun, and let me know what you're playing now. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.